Welcome to Michelle is Money Hungry, a podcast focused on having real and empathetic conversations about the intersection of money, policy, and politics. In my view, personal finance and money isn't just about working hard. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Zach Hood, the creator of Cash Freely and Travel Freely, free apps that help consumers better optimize their cash back rewards and mileage points. Zach's story is so relatable to me because he's a regular guy who used to be a teacher. He runs a small nonprofit and he has a young family. Basically, he could be my neighbor. He's also someone that I know here in Denver and trust to share with my audience. I hope you enjoy learning more about Zach and the cool free apps that he's designed. Let me know what you think. Please note, nothing in this episode should be construed as financial advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Do your due diligence as always. from Denver, Colorado currently. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee originally, and we've lived here in Colorado about eight years. Most of my background in my adult life has been related to education and nonprofits, being a teacher and a nonprofit director. But I am now an entrepreneur, I guess you could say, with uh, two websites and app called Travel Freely and Cash Freely that I've been working on for the last three and a half, four years. And I have a family out here with two young kids and uh, I love to fly fish, but uh, that is not happening so much as of late with the young family. And so, yeah, it's kind of family and work and building a future right now. Zach, could you do me a favor and talk about how you even became an entrepreneur and, and what, what happened to make you decide to do this thing? Some of that goes way back to probably like my uh, dad's side of the family and even moms who there's just a lot of entrepreneurs from grandfather that owned a sawmill in Ohio. Uh, other grandfather owned a small electronics store in a tiny Indiana town. And my brother started a company. My dad started two companies. So definitely in my genes. And then as I was little, I was doing anything from lemonade stands to like selling candy at sports events and, and getting a rush for, you know, being you know somewhat quasi successful at that. But as being a, like a teacher and nonprofit director, there was definitely creative side and to that, but specifically with travel freely and cash freely lately, I had always just thought like, I would love to give it a try to be, to start a business. Uh, but I didn't know where that idea would come from. I didn't know what would really occur to make it possible, but I was always kind of thinking of ideas, listening to that dialogue in my head. And so travel freely was what made it happen. And it was probably like many people just more organic. It wasn't like intentional, like this is the big thing. There was a hope for it, but in terms of just how it started, it was just like kind of a passion of uh, there's something here. I want to just do it. I have this teaching job that's safety net. And so that's where the entrepreneurial part of me kind of came out naturally and just kept kept taking baby steps towards learning how to be a business owner, leader, how to grow something, how to how to do it all. The concept itself for Travel Freely, I can share more about if that. I absolutely want you to do that. And I also want to talk about why 
travel points? Like, what was it about this that was so attractive to you as a teacher and as a nonprofit director? What about this problem really attracted you and and made you decide to go deeper into developing an app? Looking back, it definitely makes a lot of sense how I got here, but uh, not necessarily at the beginning of the business journey. Growing up, I loved to travel. That was probably the most influential thing for me. It was like discovering new cultures and people and like their stories and backgrounds, how they're different and alike and all those kind of things. As I mentioned, the nonprofit was helping people in Belize, helping to create organized sports programs for children and with schools and communities. And I spent several summers down there in a village of about a thousand people with no air conditioning. And uh, that was not only where it really ingrained in me the difference, the love for different cultures and people, but like a love to serve people and help them. That was where I think it started for wanting to experience more of the rest of the world and the differences out there. As I mentioned, I'm from Nashville and a lot of people I grew up around were exactly the same. There's a way you you wore your shirt. There's a way you did this or that. And it was, you know, just normalized as this is the way you do it. Whereas other cultures bring so much life to their differences. And so that was the background. And then in terms of actually getting travel freely started, it was what you mentioned that combination of being a teacher and nonprofit director that was totally volunteer. My teaching salary was so little that I qualified for an affordable housing unit in a downtown Nashville condo complex. There was no money uh, being saved. There was no money towards the travel fund. And so it was an ongoing task of like having these dreams to travel, but not sure how exactly that would actually happen. The rewards thing happened very serendipitously, I would say. Uh, The quick background on why I took the plunge into credit cards would be that out of high school, I went to college to play uh, tennis and played a ton of junior tennis growing up, some national tournaments. And and I got the opportunity to play tennis tournaments in Southern France, which was to this day, probably one of the coolest experiences of, of my life where every little town in France puts on this big tournament that everyone participates in. I fell in love there with travel all over again. And then when I was wrapping up that trip, I was at the top of this small town that was our home base, uh, the old part of the city that had this church and overlooked the Mediterranean. And I heard this voice say, this is where you're going to propose one day. And uh, it was very odd. I had that voice in my head. It was like clear, confident, like very, very certain. The laughable thing at the time was I had not even had a girlfriend up to that point, but it was like so crystal clear. Skip forward about nine, 10 years when I was dating someone seriously and it looked like it was heading towards marriage. I ended up having, you know, this idea circle back because I'd thought about it from time to time. And it just didn't seem very reasonable to like, how do you surprise somebody that far away? And and how do you even get there in the first place? Literally a few days after I'd kind of shut down that idea, I got an email from a friend who's a little bit more of a deal guy. And he did not know at the time, I think of my internal dreams and uh, desire there for the proposal. But he said, check out this credit card. It's a hundred thousand points and check out what it says on the website. So I click on it and it says 100,000 points, good enough for two round trip tickets to Europe. 
<laughs> there was like uh, the heart started beating a little faster being a creative dreamer, like kind of romantic. I was like, oh, wait, is this actually maybe possible here? Um, and uh, despite that, like the practical side of me and the one thing to share is like I grew up in Nashville, which is where Dave Ramsey has his radio show. And I went home every day from middle school listening to Dave Ramsey with my mom in the car and thought credit cards were terrible and evil and nothing good with them. So I never had anything to do with them up until getting that email from my friend. And despite all of that, like inside thinking this is possible, I emailed him back and I said, there's no way that's true. There's gotta be a catch. There's gotta be all these fees. There's just no way. So about a week later, he had gotten that card previously and the miles had hit his account and he showed me his screen that showed 100,000 miles and I looked into it and it, it was like totally legit. And then I like way deep into the research of, okay, what, what does this mean? How is this possible? How do I actually do this? And it was all based on you spending, putting your regular monthly expenses on the new credit card and hitting the sign up bonus. And I was still skeptical, but it nudged me enough to just go ahead and get it. And I was approved and put the spending on the card and the, the miles showed up. And then when it came time to book those flights, it was all true. And I was able to book those flights. And you know, long story short, that all happened. And I, I proposed to my wife, girlfriend at the time in that very spot, a friend actually came as well and was with us and took a picture of the moment. And it was, it was unbelievable. That was like my origin story into what exactly are points and miles and what can the benefit be. And so I'm definitely a poster child of don't have much income, like don't have a way to get to the places you want to go. And this is something that you can do. And so, you know, I came back from that trip and was just like blown away by how easy it was to not only get those points and book that trip but that it was just even possible. And so I started following one particular blog and I started reading more and more and just like understanding that there's a strategy to this and how does it affect my credit score? How does it do all this? And slowly like buying into the whole thing. And I realized that this is like, at least for me as a person that loves to travel and doesn't make a lot of money or has a lot of money for a travel budget, this is like the best kept secret of, of our generation. How do people not know about this? And so that was the beginning for me of just starting to be smart about using my monthly expenses to hit these credit card bonuses and not, not doing it recklessly, but being careful about it. And I watched my credit score go up while I was doing it. And that was, you know, built confidence. And I started getting points and miles for different programs to kind of diversify that. And then that led to just a ton more travel. I was able to go last minute. You know, the next few trips I took, a friend got tickets to the U.S. Open that lived in New York. And I was able to take a last minute flight to go to the U.S. Open finals, which is a dream come true. Could not afford that ticket without miles. And then my wife and I went to Hawaii for a two week honeymoon, totally free. And then we went to Spain for a month as like an extended honeymoon before grad school. And uh, that was all free as well, except for getting a good hookup for uh, a place to live through a friend, but that it was like game on at that point. And probably the coolest thing to me in that, in those moments was opening up Google uh, maps or Google earth <laughs> and realizing that like the cost to drive two hours to a place for vacation or to the beach in Florida was the exact same, if not more expensive than going to Europe or going to 
South Africa or Latin America and because the flights would be free. And that was the, another heart pounding moment in terms of being able to realize like uh, the travel dreams are, are wide open. And basically that question in my head, like, where do you want to go? Like where we can go anywhere. Um, and not only just from like a cost standpoint, if you can get free flights anywhere, a lot of the places outside the U S the actual travel costs of the hotels, if you're paying for them and, you know, food on a daily basis or whatnot is actually cheaper than if you travel to California or Florida or anything, you know, domestically. So it was just all these like light bulbs going off and like excitement. And one important piece to it is that a lot of people don't realize or like get skeptical is that there are rules to these credit cards where most of them allow you to get the same card again every couple of years. You can continue to get those incredible bonuses over and over. So it's it's not like a great year or two of travel. It's like if you're strategic and smart about it, it's you know rest of your life for for the most part. So okay, so I have sure. some questions that um, I think are important for people listening who are still not clear about how they would use travel freely. So I, I guess what I'm wondering is you start traveling, you start really learning about how rewards points work, and you come from this background of being highly suspicious, if you will, of credit cards. By the way, I am blocked on Twitter by Dave Ramsey. <laughs> and for people who congratulations, know me, I know <laughs> it's been I've been blocked for years, but for people who mm-hmm. know me, they know that um, I'm very careful with credit cards. I don't necessarily endorse credit cards. I'm not anti-credit cards, but I'm very much pro being careful about how you use it. I say this to say that as a person who, when you first started this project, you had this limited budget and you had this tool, this knowledge that really allowed you to fuel your dream for travel and expand your world. Were the people around you like, how in the hell are you doing this? Except for the friend who helped you. Were people giving you feedback that clued you in on the fact that, hey, this is the time to develop this tool. And could you talk about the development of Travel Freely and what it actually does? Yeah, so I would say a lot of that came organically because of like, it's such a wild idea of like being able to go places, travel for free. And people started seeing places my wife and I were going and like wondering what's going on and how we we're able to do it. Um, I remember we stayed at this super luxury Hyatt and Big Sur in California. And um, it was all free. Like, you know, Hyatt is like $0 balance. There's no fees or anything. And my parents were like, what? We we went there for lunch one day because uh, we couldn't afford to stay at the hotel. And so things like that kept happening. And I started to realize there is skepticism, but as you kind of prove what you're doing, people are interested. And the way it really evolved for me was just little seeds of like, I wonder if there's something here to help people as I talk to it. It's a lot of conversations trying to handle some of their good, reasonable questions to understand just the same way I I had. And I had that learning curve. But what really pushed me over the edge to like make a go at it was um, one Christmas being home with uh, like a family gathering and my brother-in-law had gotten a 
new Southwest credit card that got him like 60,000 points uh, based on my talking to him. And his mom was there who was obviously older. And like, she, she like got irate about that and was like, what? Like using all this colorful language. Like I've been a Southwest member for 20 (laughs) years and they haven't given me anything. That was a huge light bulb for me because she immediately wanted to know how her son did it, how easy it was and, and figure that out. And it turned out, you know, she'd had the credit card forever and put all her spending on it. But, you know, in, in three years, she didn't even get the amount of miles that her son got in three months. And so it hit me there that like, this is of interest to people potentially mainstream. It was not this like super niche thing that no one wants to learn or hear about. And so that gave me the motivation to actually try to help people learn how to do this. And originally Travel Freely was like a a one-on-one consulting service where I was working full-time middle school, elementary school teacher, but I was like getting the word out to friends and friends of friends and putting little uh, travel plans together on uh, PowerPoint and showing them what cars to get and what to do. And during that time, like answering all those questions and helping them. And I did, did a few like presentations at, uh, for various places and it, it all like was pretty, uh, mind blowing to them and very helpful. But I like, I quickly got like, uh, I don't know if there's like a express burnout of like just trying something out, but just from managing all like the personality types and different questions and having to spend a lot of time. I am for the most part, pretty introverted. And that was like, so exhausting. It was energizing to help, but exhausting to kind of manage the whole thing. And I realized, you know, as a full-time teacher and other stuff going on, like this was uh, not going to be feasible even to, to do it for what I was doing it, let alone, you know, any kind of business that would make, make any money. And so that was where like it started to slide and I was like, I can't really do this. And then I gave, uh, this was really like a last ditch thing where I was about to close up shop, so to speak on the idea. A friend of mine, who's a financial planner had alternative education conference for their whole uh, offices, uh, office clients and fancy hotel, downtown Denver, 75 people. I gave this basic presentation on, you know, how I've traveled for free and my, you know, simple strategy to do it. And don't worry about nickel and diming what card to use where, but just look at these bonuses and here's what's possible. Here's what it does to your credit score. So it was basically like a one-on-one. And I literally have told that friend, like I was, I was going to stop doing everything the next week because it just wasn't feasible. And during the course of that presentation, I could just see the light bulbs going off on the people's faces. And that was the first big live thing I'd done. And afterwards, people like there's a huge line, people talking to me, asking me and following up via email later. And I realized, wow, there's something here. And so the, the switch or the pivot for me and the, the light bulb at that moment was, okay, how could I create something that taught more and more people how to do this? And the possible route for that was, it was possible because I realized from talking to all sorts of people that 95, 99% of what I was sharing with each individual person one-on-one was applicable to everybody. And so it wasn't so unique and specific to a specific person. It was like uh, something that could be replicated and taught. And so the strategic side of me thought about what if you created a tool or an app kind of thing that would teach people this and help them manage and track the whole process. So, so 
that came hand in hand. So I'm actually going to interrupt you here because I don't want to too deep in the weeds on that piece. Mm -hmm. What I'm going to ask next is just how does it work? Because a lot of the people listening to this will be probably fire folks or people impacted by inflation or whatever. So I want, I want them to hear how it works versus the business model. You get this feedback from this community and they are psyched. Could you talk about how travel freely actually works? So I'm new to you. I, I have no idea other than I want, I've heard about mileage points and, and I'm afraid of using a tool that doesn't have my best interests in mind. So could you talk about how does Travel Freely uh, lead with the consumer? And, um, and what, it, what, what are some of the really key like pain points that you were looking at while you developed the product? Just, just kind of walk us through it. The light bulb that went off for me in terms of this being really helpful for people was what if I created a system that was very easy, like push button, get free travel kind of thing that would hold people's hand to get started and teach them these basics that I learned and then keep them organized. The The organization piece was, was key because in the conversations I had with people, they would say, okay, this sounds intriguing. I can't spend time on this, but I'm afraid of like managing these cards. I'm going to lose track of what does what and the annual fees and those things. So I didn't see anything out there that met that need uh, of both getting people started, teaching them the basics and keeping it super easy to manage. And so that was the real foundation for Travel Freely to create an app and a website that would do that where you don't even need to know anything before signing up for Travel Freely, we're going to take you, if, if you don't know anything, we'll take you on a path to get you started. And so it was really, what did I need to know when I was starting? And then oddly enough, using my middle school and elementary school teacher background to break down these concepts in super simple terms and not get too complicated to start and get people off and running without uh, feeling overwhelmed. So that is the whole goal of Travel Freely. It's, it's not just a geeked out app that goes way too over people's heads. It's a very simple uh, interface uh, on purpose. And then it's paired with content and education via in-app on our website and over emails uh, with articles and videos that walk you through this whole process. Um, and so that's where um, Travel Freely, I think, found its niche without even knowing it. Um, I didn't see anything out there and I wanted to you know, solve that need that I was uh, hearing from everybody. Um, there wasn't something for the absolute beginner to just learn and get started. And then the things that I like wanted to include in it was inspiring them to really take their dream trips. So like having travel goals that they can choose from with uh, cool photos to put in front of them to inspire them and then being able to set alerts. Um, for an annual fee or a bonus deadline reminder that would you know, show up in their emails and give them advice. So it would um, be completely um, timely reminders and help them understand what to do when and not really have to do any thinking themselves. And then the two main like cornerstones for me that brought kind of angst and frustration as I got to see other blogs and you know the big corporate sites or even other points and mile sites was 
one, everything was like way over people's heads. Um, or two, the best offers that a lot of these sites recommended were not actually the best offers. It, they were clearly the offers that the sites earned the most commission, but in terms of being beneficial to the actual person, it, there was some deception there. So there are all different ways to find like the best offer publicly available. And sometimes it's twice as much as what you know, a nerd wallet or credit card would post because they don't earn a commission. So my commitment was basically to treat somebody as a friend getting started with this. And so we always post the best offers um, for these links. And that was a decision I made early on. I respect a lot of the other sites that do that. Um, that's becoming more and more rare. Um, but I wanted that to be true for, for us and for people to trust what we're doing and how we're recommending it. Um, and I didn't always have links. Uh, I just got them in the last couple of years. So, um, even though we have, we can't earn commission, we still post the best offers. And then the second part of it was, I just got way too overwhelmed with the amount of information. Some of the other blogs would share and like their newsletters would go way too in depth about, Hey, this Delta flight going to Vietnam now has three inches more legroom in the premium economy class. And it was like on a scale <laughs> of one to, I don't care. I've got a lot of other things going on on a daily basis. That's never going to be relevant to me. Right. And so a lot of these blogs and sites are wanting to get your attention constantly. And 90% of it to me was just not relevant to the average everyday busy person. And so that was my hope with, with the app was to be able to actually be smarter about just staying above the noise, giving them the information and education that was super helpful, kind of the 80, 20 principle of just doing the smartest things that have the most impact. And then because we're an app, we have people add their cards to the app. Uh, we can send reminders just based on the cards that they have. So like if Hyatt comes out with a cool new program and they expand, you know, they just did like all these all-inclusive resorts are now part of the program, then we can send that news out to only the people that have a Hyatt card instead of sending it to a person that hates Hyatt and never wants to do anything with the Hyatt card. I and then to clarify something. So you, you, quickly said, add your card to the app. I want to clarify that actually you're not adding your card details. It's your card isn't interfacing in any sort of way with the app is what I'm trying to say. Could, could you touch on that really quickly? Because I think that's a huge selling point in terms of privacy that a lot of people need to be aware of. Yeah. So what you shared more of like the, the card doesn't interface with your bank logins or your accounts. Um, you know, some other sites or apps will ask you for your bank login information or your social security number in order to uh, connect to those banks and your information. And I decided early on, like, until I'm just overwhelmed with people wanting that, or it makes too much sense not to do it, like I'm, I'm going to keep it very simple. So when people, when I say add your cards and there's a, my cards page, you literally just add the name of the card that you have and the date that you opened it. And based on those two things, we can auto-populate the annual fee date, the bonus deadline, the amount, and you can customize some of that, but it's, you know, just two things are needed and we are not syncing or asking for bank logins. You know, that was something I think that came about from just my own experience of other apps and not wanting that, not trusting, even though they say security is important to us, privacy is important. Like, I don't think that's necessarily true some of the time. And so uh, I've kept it that way, even though 
we could do that. I've just decided not to. And we've done a few surveys over the last couple of years and 85 to 90% of people think that's one of the most important things about travel freely or cash freely that we don't ask for that info. And so it's just kept that way. And so, yeah, I, I've wanted it to be very simple and I've seen other apps that just go way too in depth with information you don't really need. They are tracking a lot of different stuff. They're telling you when you made a purchase or when your bill is due. And like, I don't need that stuff from this random app. So that, that was all intentional and the feedback has been positive related to that. And um, so, yeah, there, there's reason and purpose for that. And I think part of it was from me being a regular guy designing an app and not like a very tech oriented person that like kept pushing how, how complex things could be and how cool the tech could be. I kind of was looking at more of from an everyday person's perspective of, I don't really want to do that. And that's not really that necessary. That's not accomplishing the purposes we have and we can do it other ways. So yeah, that, that is something it's kind of subtle on, you know, if you go to the website, but it's definitely important that people know that, you know, there's no privacy issues that we're not asking for credit card information um, beyond, you know, name and date opened. And then just to plug the other part of that is we don't have any paid service. There's no like freemium premium. Uh, there's no upsell. Like the whole thing is hundred percent free. Um, no plans to change that. So you won't even, you know, put in a credit card and try the trial or anything like that. It's just completely free. So you're an overachiever and I'm teasing you a little bit because you <laughs> decided to add another app <laughs> to develop another yes. app. And I find it fascinating. Of course, during COVID, we had a lot of time. Could you talk about the, like, why you decided to develop this other app and the the user need that you noticed wasn't being addressed and how it could serve this audience. Sure. So the new site in the new app is called Cash Freely and it is cashfreely.net and it's also travelfreely.net. Um, the dot coms are like uh, very expensive to buy. So that's why they're .nets. But the uh, early days of Travel Freely made me you know realize that not everyone wants points or miles, not everyone travels. And even People that do travel, there's just a, a subset of people that will not do any, have anything to do with points or miles. They just want to get the cash back. Um, and then when COVID hit, there was a huge kind of turn of events of people focusing on cash and needing extra money. And even myself of like, okay, I have this travel app, like no one wants to travel. So you know, the, the irony of me, I went full-time with Travel Freely on the same exact day that my school went virtual. So like I played months in advance. Wait, no way. Are you serious? Are you yeah, serious? So, uh, I like, I was part-time with my school at that point, And I was like, I love the kids. I want to be very sensitive to when I was leaving, but it's just like, I had to, you know, make this happen and try to grow the business. And so I carefully chose like a few months in advance when I would leave and all was good and mapped out. And then uh, that was decided before COVID was a thing. And then all this st stuff started happening. And literally the day, it was March 19th, was the day I was saying goodbye to everybody was the day everybody else was saying goodbye <laughs> oh because like we're going off campus indefinitely. Wow. And so I was like, no, I'm, I'm really leaving. Um, <laughs> and so that was, uh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, looking back, I think it was a good thing because it gave me a lot more time to just understand 
okay, what do we do now? And then no offense to the teachers, but there are a lot of older uh, teachers on our staff that I, I heard later there were just hours and hours of Zoom meetings trying to figure out how to do virtual. And I would have been in those and not attending to travel freely. So I think it worked out okay. But in the midst of all that, we actually developed a mobile app. So like it wasn't even uh, travel freely is a web app as well, where you can log in using a browser. And then during that uh, weird initial time when things just like tanked in terms of travel interest, we took that time to create the mobile app for you know, iPhone and Android. But alongside that, you just saw this big shift towards cash back. And that, you know, at that moment, the seed was planted that you know, maybe there's a chance to um, do something for cash back at some point. But that was, it was probably a full year before I like really felt like I had the energy or time to do that, but also to realize like, this is something that could be really cool. And so the idea behind it really gained momentum because I did see that there's a ton of people out there, probably more people than the points and miles people that just want cash back or don't travel, anything like that. And they're not using cashback cards wisely or correctly in general. But then also I could apply everything I've learned from this points and miles thing. You know, some people call travel hacking of like maximizing the bonuses. And if you're married or a couple, like doubling up on the cards, if you have a small business, getting those bonuses as well. Like I could apply all that to the cashback um, audience. And I didn't see anyone doing that. So like I, I we decided we'd spent all this time putting in, you know, myself and developers, like we put all this time in creating the web app and the mobile app. And I created all this content for travel points and miles that it actually would be not too much extra time to apply all of this to cash back. So it, it was a lot more effort and a lot more time than, than I thought, but yeah, I cr created cash freely for that audience of people that are only cash back and want to maximize their cash back. And the really fun part to me was uh, just how simple it is compared to the points and miles where, you know, cash is cash is cash. It's not this hotel point equals this amount of money, this mile equals this. So it's a lot simpler, um, but I, I didn't see anybody and still don't see anybody talking about cash back earning the way I'm trying to teach people with cash freely. And that is the 80-20 principle of these big bonuses um, where people can easily get $1,500, $2,000 a year just being smart. Um, and the average person ends up that doesn't do that, that currently thinks they're on top of their cash back earning, probably earns $200 to $300 a year by using the exact same card all the time. And so it, it was like a travel hacker. It, it's a travel hacker's approach to earning cash back, um, which has been a lot of fun to, to create and, um, we launched in February. Uh, we had a baby mid-February, so it was uh, about the softest launch of anything uh, you could ever launch, uh, not wanting to get overwhelmed. And so we partnered with a few bigger sites uh, to get you know, some groups on there. And then now, you know, literally right now, trying to spread the word to have people check it out and um, and see if it's for them and earn a ton of cash back. So uh, the rest of this year will be very heavily invested in uh, teaching people the cash back uh, principles that we put in place. Are you finding that there's a lot of chatter around this or are you finding that, so at the time we're having this conversation, listeners, uh, inflation is really high. 
And there are a lot of conversations in the closed Facebook groups, personal finance groups that I belong to about stretching a dollar. Um, are you finding that there's a certain type of customer or a certain type of person who's reaching out to get the cash freely information and, and to be a part of that ecosystem? Um, or is it across the board? Like, are you getting a feel for that yet? Yeah, so I think it's definitely applicable to anyone across the board, but I think the the people that are like jumping on it are more of the like already savvy um, financially with their own personal finances. They can kind of survey a good deal, see if it's worth their time, see the return on their you know investment of time and energy, and they see like this is uh, like a very rapid way to um, get a lot of return on it, and so that would be. You know, the, the people that already have good, to, um, excellent credit and are smart with their money, it's people that understand they don't, you don't have to be scared of credit cards, but they may be too busy to kind of go deeper. Um, it's people that see that they're not getting enough on their regular monthly spending. And so getting these bigger wins through our approach is uh, it's like a huge game changer for them. Um, and it's um, the people that, you know, I would say the financial independent retire early uh, crowd has been the, the super fans so far because they're like so easily uh, see things that are a good deal and especially big deals that are like, okay, uh, I don't have to spend that much time and I get a huge return on it. And so that's been the main group so far, I would say, because they can, um, they can see if this is for them quickly. And there's nothing about cash freely or travel freely that is like uh, nickel and diming couponing. It's all about just big, easy wins. Um, so I would say it's, the, it's those people that are savvy enough to um, know how their credit scores work, how credit cards work. And they see that this is a kind of turning, turning cash back earning on its, on its head. And uh, it's a unique approach to doing it. And if they're organized with the app, they can really rack up a lot of cash back with regular monthly expenses so it's just about you know supercharging the money you're already <clears throat> excuse me supercharging the money you're already spending and not going out of your way to do anything extra special so we're wrapping up the conversation and i really wanted to ask uh the following which is what is life like now you've got two littles you're married you had that magical uh, engagement that you you had dreamed of, and um, what's it like supporting other people and and kind of educating them on the things that could like on the strategies that could help them also live out their dreams as well and do it smart. What what's it been, like? What's life like now? And clearly, you're not going back to the classroom. <laughs> So life is very different right now. Uh, I would say overall, it's just very hard. I think life is pretty hard for most people in all the circumstances these days. Uh, we have a three-month-old and uh, the three-month-old has been a very nice, pleasant surprise in terms of being a very chill baby. But the, the three-and-a-half-year-old, on the other hand, is taking up a lot of energy and uh, time. So that all is uh, very tough to manage. Like we have some daycare, but just kind of figuring out the new normal with our schedules. And my wife is a mental health counselor and we'll be going back to work pretty soon. And so there's a lot of juggling. I think uh, my long-term dream is that we live somewhere 
abroad in a service capacity, um, at least most of our time to help and serve people. But uh, in the meantime, it's it's fairly domestic and taking care of family and all those things and uh, trying to use the practical time to grow the business, uh, grow the businesses and um, kind of plan for the future. What's your next trip? Is, is there a trip anytime soon? I know you have basically a newborn, but are there trips that you guys are dreaming of right now? Yes. So New Zealand is kind of a big, big one, probably with the whole family. Uh, that's not going to be anytime soon. My son might have this weird gap year before kindergarten because of his birthday. So that could be pretty fun to kind of explore. Um, my wife's been there once before and I've never been. And then more, let's see, more immediately. Well, I will shout out my wife. Last summer, I was able to go to France and Egypt for this potential like midlife crisis. I got to get out of here trip, but um <laughs> I, I was able to like fly on business class everywhere and stay in these amazing places from, I went back to that spot where I proposed in Southern France and then um, went to Provence and then Paris, which I'd only been once as a little kid and then uh, got to Egypt, which is kind of like my big dream of like seeing the pyramids and all of that. Um, so hopefully I can get back there soon with my wife and family, but that was an awesome trip last summer. And then um, I'm actually going to Florida here soon. Uh, to do kind of a bucket list thing with my friend for a few days to fly fish for tarpon, which is very difficult, almost impossible thing, I think, because they're like enormous creatures and I'm used to fishing small trout in Colorado, but uh, I'll be able to go back down there. And well, I say back down there because I was there for college for a year, um, 20 years ago, but <laughs> be able to go there and give it a try. And then my wife and I are currently planning some kind of beach trip that would be uh, relaxing and hopefully not too stressful with the kids. So we're, we're in the, in the planning stages for that to get out of the, uh, cabin fever. We've been feeling for a long time. You and me both brother. Uh, if you yes. could again, share the URLs and if you have a helpful opt-in, like a helpful resource that you could share as well, that would be great too. Sure. So travel freely is travelfreely.net. Cash freely is cashfreely.net. And then both of those are available on the App Store for iPhones and uh, Google Play Store for Android. So you can just search those names. We do have a newsletter that you can sign up for on Travel Freely that kind of gives you an intro to Travel 101. If you just sign up for either one, whichever one you're interested in, because it's all free, like you'll also start to get resources. We have like a beginner series. We have some short webinars, a longer webinar that kind of just goes through, if you're an absolute beginner, uh, how to how to get your head around this and how to take the first step. There's, there's a few different options there. Thank you, Zach, so much for creating these really helpful tools when people really <laughs> <laughs> need them. Got emotional I, about how much I people need emotional. them. emotional. Oh my God. I have been struck very seriously. I've been struck by the expense of things like the cost. I was looking to attend a conference and decided not to for different reasons. But one of the issues that did come up was the price of the ticket. And the conference was in Kansas City, Missouri. I live in Denver, as you do. And the tickets were coming up at $700. Clearly, that's insane. 
I think that right now, a lot of us are experiencing ticket shock and, and sometimes it's really hard to know because there's just so much information out there. It's hard to navigate it. So I appreciate that you've created something that simplifies the process without having to commit to anything. Like it's just, here's the information on a more personal note. I wish I'd known about how this worked before I started applying for credit cards again. And I'm going to share a mistake that I made and that I'm going to have to clean up for people who, who are familiar with my backstory. Like I paid off all this debt and a lot of it was credit cards. And uh, recently I felt comfortable applying for a credit card and I was approved. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, there are issues with this credit card as a, just the business model I think it's predatory and I really, um, I'm not the only one. I actually did more research and found that a lot of people were unhappy with this card and had decided to leave that company, which is what I'm going to do after I find a better card using one or both of your resources for people who are feeling confident with their finances and are tentatively getting back into getting credit cards, I think this is a really useful tool and a, and a helpful way to figure out what your goals are, what, what makes sense for you, and to really avoid making the mistake that I did. I, I'm, I'm glad I made the mistake because this is something I can share in terms of what I'm unhappy with, but I'm also happy that I've found a useful tool and resource that will help me choose better moving forward. And for me, I am definitely a mileage person. <laughs> so uh, mm -hmm. travel freely will be where I research and get prepared so that when I apply for my next card, I make a better choice in the long run for my goals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think just to mention a couple of things on that, uh, what you shared would, would be, um, there's so much marketing out there for credit cards. They make a lot of money off credit cards. The reason like free travel through cards and cash back bonuses are possible is because the banks, um, you know, one article mentioned it's the number one revenue generator for them because of the interest people do carry. Um, and so on our site and in the app, there's a lot of warnings of like, you need to be a financially responsible person, treat this as a debit card that's going to get paid off every single month, don't overspend, all those things, because that's super important. Um, but for people that are going to be smart and wise with that, like this is an incredible opportunity to use your good credit to earn free travel, to earn cash back, um, and to offset some of those things. And I think, just like you said, with the travel piece being expensive, that's totally true. Um, and there's ways to get around that, that we teach. So um, a common thing I hear when I'm explaining travel freely that in that it's about points and miles. Some, a lot of people have this PTSD related to points and miles because they've tried to, you know, they've gotten one card with an airline and they can't find, they've built up all these points, sometimes tons of points. And then they have one flight they want to look up on this specific day and it's not available or it's like, Hey, take, three stopovers and fly over overnight and you'll get a good deal on the miles. And it's just a, a non-starter for them. So that's a lot of what uh, people are bringing into uh, their experience from their experience. And we teach people about 
a different kind of card to start with, which is more flexible that allows you to book almost any kind of travel, any airline, any flight that you want. And so you're not pigeonholed into that. And in our like beginner course, we talk about it being uh, an Uno wildcard compared to like, <laughs> I, I only have a blue four and there's no blue showing. So I can't, I can't do anything. It's like, no, you have a wild card with these specific programs. So that's important to know if someone's like, well, I, I hear what you're saying, but there, even if I have a million miles, it doesn't help me, but it's just a matter of being smarter with the cards and the programs you use. And again, we try to keep that really simple. And then the other thing I was going to share with, uh, you know, actually booking the flights, like this happened with my flight to Florida, some of the sites, you know, have huge cash prices. And a lot of the airlines are switching their mileage award flights to uh, be dynamic and kind of matched up with the cash equivalent. But there's still others that are based on an award chart, and they don't really go up and down based on how much the flight is. So there is a flight that's like $500 to Florida, that was pretty high. And I could book that using miles for 12,500 points, which is like the standard award flight. So that flight maybe normally is $200 and it's still 12,500, but now it's $500 and it's still 12,500. That's where the huge win comes with using points and miles. You can get some, some really big value and you don't have to sacrifice certain trips and in those kind of things. Um, I tend to like really focus on the big, like epic vacations and the bucket list travel, uh, cause it's the most fun, but the points and miles had definitely helped me and others like be able to make make it to a friend's wedding or a bachelor party or like just go back and see family without having to like truly make a decision on their budget. So that's like the really fun part is it's never um, something that you can you have to say uh, you just can't do it because the because of money. So it is a little bit tougher with that these days with the flights, but hopefully that levels out as the as the airlines hopefully get nicer towards us. Get we'll better see. prices. <laughs> We'll see. Well, thank you so much for stopping by virtually to have this conversation with me. I hope this helps you guys out there in the world looking to expand your horizons thoughtfully in terms of cost and just understanding what's available to you with the cards out there without getting confused and having to use an Excel spreadsheet and all the things so that you can uh, be informed and make a really um, educated decision before putting in your application. So Zach, again, thank you so much. And I appreciate the work that you're doing. Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. It was a lot of fun and appreciate the work you're doing as well. Hopefully meet up in Denver again soon. <laughs>